Hello, everybody. I'm Allie Trost. That is the voice of Blake Schneiders. Happy rainy Saturday morning if you are here in the KC area. So, Carter, let's start with some of those moves from front to back. And I think one of the biggest question marks going into this season is, is what is this front line going to look like, especially as far as depth is concerned? You lose Gerso, you lose Eric Hurtado. I think the left wing is a is a position that a lot of people have their eye on. Happy Friday, KC Woso fans. We are officially less than a week away from the start of the Challenge Cup and Casey's inaugural season, and we've got a lot to get to, so let's jump right into this week's recap. And with that, hello, I am your host, Olivia Eisenhower, and I would like to welcome you to the first episode of the Where We Belong podcast, where I have the honor of being joined by... Allie Trost. I am a number of different things, but primarily I am a sports radio host and reporter and digital content manager at Sports Radio 810 Union Broadcasting in Kansas City. I am also the host, reporter, and analyst for WSL, the pro women's soccer team in Kansas City. I am a proud Mizzou graduate, class of 2017, where I studied strategic communication, part of the journalism school. So didn't go the um, sports reporting route through my schooling at Missouri, but ended up in the sports world, which was basically just a result of getting an opportunity my senior year in the fall to cover the women's basketball team as a beat writer of sorts for SB Nation. And up to that point, I, of course, had done a lot of writing through the journalism school, but had never um, done any beat writing or covered any sports team, um, you know, specific sports team. But I was like, I've got to try this. I, I went into school with the idea that I was going to be the next Aaron Andrews and be on the sidelines of, you know, sports biggest games and all that stuff. But kind of got away from that, wanted to explore other avenues. And then this opportunity, my senior year, got me back into the sports world and I fell in love with it. I had so much fun. And so when I graduated in the spring of 2017, I took a full-time job as a creative copywriter, which I also love to do. It's kind of a fun you know, thing that I would love to on the side, maybe get back into when I'm a little less busy, but um, worked full-time in that, in that advertising marketing world. And on the side was working with SB Nation, various sites covering sport in Kansas City, covering the Kansas City Chiefs, and then all of those experiences one, helped me get great connections, and two, eventually led me to where I am now and where I've been for two years this August, and that is at Sports Radio 810. So kind of an unconventional path, I guess you could say, um, compared to most who start out in college knowing they want to do sports. But nowadays with social media, I think there's a way to get into just about anything, and I couldn't be more thrilled. Soccer's my number one, and I'm so pumped that the season is getting ready to start. So I know you've covered Sporting Kansas City, but with the women's professional soccer team now in Kansas City, everyone knows the name Patrick Mahomes, but his fiance Brittany is actually a part owner of that. Have you gotten to meet her? And what do you think that says about her specifically as a person, what she hopes to do, not just for her new baby, but for all the other women? Yeah, Brittany's fantastic. I haven't gotten to meet her in person yet because of COVID, but we did um, a couple of Zoom calls. We surprised a panel of Kansas City NWSL fans with Brittany coming on and, and everything. But I mean, what it says about Brittany, it, 
she individually has done some incredible things building her career here in Kansas City um, and you know nationwide. She has partnerships with a bunch of you know really incredible brands and has been really wonderful so far. I mean, the entire ownership group of this team is unbelievable. I I think you'd be pressed to find a, a group as passionate as the one here in KC. And I mean, Brittany and Patrick have both individually and as a couple invested in the Kansas City sports community. Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes is um, a, you know, joined the ownership group of the Kansas City Royals, the professional baseball team here. Brittany, of course, joining uh, the ownership group for Kansas City NWSL. And she had a very decorated soccer career too. She she played at the highest of levels, is passionate about the sport, is passionate about Kansas City. Mahomes, of course, signed that 10-year contract extension. You know, he's going to be here for quite a long time. They are uh, building their life here and you know starting their family here. So it, it would be easy, I think, for people in their situation to just kind of do their own thing. And, you know, it's not a requirement for professional athletes and people of, you know, the, the status that they have to go out and do the things that they've done and invest in the community that they live in. But they've really done that. And it's been remarkable. Brittany um, has, you know, just been fantastic so far. She surprised all of the women when they moved into their new apartments with these gift baskets to kind of help them make even make them feel even more welcomed in Kansas City. So I think it's really cool to see, you know, just two, they're only like 25 years old. Um, so they're super young, um, but just great people from what I can tell. And again, I haven't gotten to really meet her in person or talk with her at length, but looking forward to a chance to get to know her better and see what this team and, um, you know, her involvement with it turns into not just this season, but in the future as well. Yeah, I definitely growing up there, I think what when people think Kansas City, they're like, oh, it's just kind of the middle, it's the flyover state, whatever. But yeah, I think they miss, especially with the sporting side of Kansas City. And I think this is what made me want to go into sports broadcasting in general is just there's nothing like the feeling of the unity of being at that Super Bowl parade, being at that World Series parade, Chiefs games, sorry no hard feelings but Kansas basketball games are like <laughs> what I grew up around but that kind of thing and I don't think it's any secret that not just Brittany because I know she does get a lot on social media but women in general really just get a lot of heat on social media no matter really what they do in front of a camera behind a camera talking on the radio that kind of thing have you ever had an experience with that yeah, I think everyone has, you know, like you said, it's something that women, not just in sports, but deal with um, a lot more often than is is fair or deserved. And it's usually rooted in very surface level things or is and it's hard because it's one of those things like I, I want to start by saying that I'm very proud to represent Kansas City in my work. And I have been very grateful to have had fewer of those experiences. Um, so that's something, you know, I think is a credit to the amazing fans here and just the community and the type of people here. So that, you know, I just always like to preface with that. Like, I, I've definitely had it. And I always like, I'm a, I grew up with brothers. I'm a big like jokester. I love being like quick witted and, and, you know, just like kill them with kindness or ignore them or, and this is only if I've got a good comeback, you know, I usually will be like, eh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give them a taste of their own medicine because most of the time, like these people don't want to be like, they don't want that to be amplified. Like if you 
get it out there and it starts blowing up like your response, they'll go ahead and delete the tweet or delete the message, like if it's public. So I, I remember one time I made a comment, I, I, I retweeted something from a Chiefs game and, and a guy was like, at Ali Tros, it was like a hook and ladder from um, a play, a couple, like, I think it was a 2019 season. This guy was like, do you know what a hook and ladder is or did someone have to explain it to you? And I was like, do you know what a, um, a burner account is or did your wife's boyfriend have to show you or something like that? And like, it literally got like 1200 likes. I was not even excited, I was just like, screw this guy. Like, I'm just gonna kind of blow this up. Um, or, and I wasn't, that wasn't my intent. I wasn't expecting that. It was more of just like, hey, I can be an a-hole right back to you. Like, yeah, I know what a hook and ladder is or hook and lateral to be more, I guess, you know, specific and explain it better. But no, it, you know, it it's a reality. It's getting a lot better. And I think that a lot of that has to do with the fact that, you know, you're starting to see women in more roles that they never before occupied. I mean, you're seeing women as analysts, you're seeing women um, in these big roles behind the scenes in front of the camera doing more than just being a sideline reporter. And that's not to discredit being a sideline reporter because sideline reporters are really important to a broadcast. But I think what you're seeing now is more women reaching um, and seeing other women in different types of roles that they never saw before. And so you're starting to see I think more respect because it's just more common to see a woman hosting, being an analyst, being a reporter, being a producer, being like all of these different things that, um, you know, just not, it wasn't always that way. And when I went into college, like I only thought I wanted to be a sideline reporter because that's all up to that point that I had ever seen. And now finding my way, you know, into radio has definitely been a challenge and, and it's different it is a very male dominated industry still but it's so much fun and it you know i, I just so you kind of spoke on the firing back which i think is personally awesome <laughs> um but like i know myself ever since i was probably eight years old i'd get into like kansas basketball debates with like random guys on the sports in our comments and at your point in your career and to kind of come off professional but still defend yourself where is that line between just let them say whatever they want and firing back. Yeah, I think that's that's really important because, you know, sometimes like online, at least now, because it's just, everyone's got social media and it's such a massive part of our day-to-day -day life that you can get a little too casual on there and forget that, hey, this is something that is being put out to the masses. And I, I guess like I've always utilized social media in my, profession and it became a thing really when I was at those I think pivotal years right like high school college so I, I grew up using it and I, I know like the power that social media holds so I think just having that knowledge alone allows me to like take a step back at times and like okay is this worth it and also it's like protecting your peace as a person like I have gained a lot of confidence in myself and I know that my confidence comes from the work that I put in and if I can go to bed at night knowing that I put in the work I'm happy with who I am and the choices I make I'm not going to be bothered by an account that has a you know 11 numbers in its name that's saying something that is coming from a place of I, I can't I don't know whatever the place it's coming from but they don't know who I am truly they only know what I put out there I'll take constructive criticism all day long but anything that's like nasty you know I just I 
again, really it comes down to if I've got a good comeback, we're gonna we're gonna make this person feel like, hey, maybe I think before you tweet kind of thing. But most of the time, I think my message to others and I know my personal fallback is to just move on and ignore it and you know just know that and, and it's hard it's like it's not and Mina Kimes was on a podcast recently talking about that and it's not easy because like words and and things that people say can you know carry a lot of weight and be very and you know influential but I also think too that you know I love my job and I get to do something that a lot of people would like to do. And so I always try to remember that as well as like, you know, unfortunately this kind of comes along with it and, and men get hate online too. It's not just like a thing that women get, um, you know, alone. Kind of to follow up with that, when you have like someone my age or maybe even younger girls hear your voice on the radio or see you on the Instagram of the Kansas City women's soccer team, like what do you hope they take away from seeing you and hearing your voice? Oh, that's such a good question. I just got goosebumps because it really is important to me. I grew up like a total just sports nut. I loved soccer, loved playing soccer. I didn't pursue, you know, playing at the collegiate level because I wanted to study journalism. And like something I've realized, like I've recognized lately is, you know, doing all the pro women's coverage. Like I'll kind of click on like, oh, like who's all liking, you know, these posts or like looking at who comments. And I've noticed like, you know, you'll click on profiles or you'll see like their little icon. And it's like, it's young girls who are playing, you know, academy soccer or playing, um, you know, with these like, you know, at the high, at a high level, like you, you just, I'm like, that was me. Like I love soccer, like these, young women love soccer, they love sports. And I, I hope, I think for what their impression would be hearing me or, or how that might influence them, just to go for it, to put in, work hard and just go for it, whatever it is. Like, I know it's kind of cliche, but it's like, you know, you can't dream too big or whatever. Like, I, I totally believe that though, because like, I just, happened to come across an opportunity that has now led me to all of this and by saying yes to that opportunity by you know making some sacrifice sacrifices and prioritizing a career in in this field i was able to you know full-time be able to wake up and read about sports talk about sports and also um as part of you know some of my other duties at 810 i get to also like help lead you know a lot of our digital advancements too. So it's like really cool getting to merge all my worlds into one. And, and I just hope that, you know, anyone who hears me knows that number one, I hope I come across as like relatable because I like, I would, I love to talk to different people and I, you know, anytime I can help either mentor somebody or, you know, just make some answer questions or anything, I'm always there to do that. But I, I really hope that, you know, someone who loves sports, who is, you know, a young woman, who is either already pursuing this field or doesn't know what they want to do. I, I would hope that if like, if they came across my work that they would be like, oh, like that's an option for me. Like I could do that too. And I think like, for me, that is just huge. Cause you know, I never, I, I'll admit, I didn't listen to a lot of sports talk radio when I was little. So I wouldn't have like necessarily um, have maybe even been in a position to come across anyone, but there, I mean, there just aren't a lot of sports talk um, radio hosts that are, are women and that's just the reality of the situation but I'm really lucky to be in a good situation surrounded by incredible men who are so supportive of me and encouraging but also you know are willing to give me advice and, and critique me when I you know 
where needed. And it's, it's just been really awesome. And I do want to take a moment because I don't want the point of my podcast to be, this is why women are better than men in the industry. And look at all these horrible things happening because like Nate and Steven Sade and John. Yes. There's amazing men in this industry. Like I really, my dad, it's probably not easy to hear your daughter go, hey, can I go out of state to pursue a degree that quite frankly is a shrinking field? But my dad begged me to pursue that. And yeah. here at Arizona State, like all my professors, they've been amazing. So I just wanted to take a moment to say that, but. Yes, and dads rock. I have like the ultimate and like shout out to like, you know, the Kobe Bryant story that L Duncan shared, like sparked the whole girl dad hashtag and everything. But like my dad wakes up and listens to me every morning on Saturdays when I'm live. And he was like the biggest supporter of my soccer career, both my parents, but you know, drove me to like, coached me, took me to all like so many practices and just always like never growing up did I feel like I couldn't do something because I was a girl like my like and that was totally just a product of the way that like my parents raised me and the way that my dad treated me and championed my passions in life and you know encouraged me to shoot for the stars so um yeah dad's rule <laughs> definitely he's the reason I'm probably going into sports but I say like my mom raised me to be the kick butt woman and my dad raised yes. me about sports and this is kind of the mixture of both of them. <laughs> I love it. Why did you choose to go into sport? Sports are just amazing and sports are so fun and all of the the different stories that you can uncover individually with an athlete, with a coach, with a team. Like I love that is what got me into it was like the story side. I didn't go in because like I was a big numbers nerd or because like I love, you know, like I and some people go into it for like for the analytics side I went into it for the people and for the stories and the way that sports um kind of can just be the house of all of the you know all of that like and it's never and it never stops it's going on you know year round there's always like in Kansas City for example just so many it, there's so many great fun things happening at like any given time whether it's baseball season soccer season football season you know the collegiate schedule is also really fun with like K-State Kansas Missouri so no, I like that's really honestly why I got into it. I love telling stories. I love connecting with people and I love the way that sports, um, you know, just kind of represent like so many of those those moments. And that was, you know, kind of what pushed me to, to get into it. And, and really that experience covering the Mizzou women's basketball team was just so fun that I and I just felt like I had this deeper calling to go in and pursue it further and just never stopped after that. So if you were to look back and be able to write a letter to your past self in college or just before that, um, what would you say? I'd tell myself to just like, to, to keep going because, and maybe like not my college self, but early in my professional career in Kansas City, it wasn't always easy, like, you know, working full time and then pursuing sports on the side because, you know, most sports happen on the weekend. So I was really like, working myself into the, into the ground and I mean just definitely had some car cries here and there like what am I doing like am I like is this worth it I was not getting paid for I didn't get paid for any of my work in sports on the side it was just I just wanted experience but you know it's like I'm putting in all this work and I'm like where like where am I even supposed to be like going with this like I you know I didn't even really have a a plan in place like I, I was just kind of like doing it and was gonna see where it, it led and it ended up 
getting to a, you know, some, getting me somewhere that I'm really happy to be now. But I think in that letter to younger me, 23 or so year old me, it would just be to keep going and, you know, keep pushing on and, and enjoy, really enjoy the different parts of life and experiences that you are currently in, in the moment, because it's, you're always in this industry, I feel like going to be climbing, a lot of people at least, climbing or looking to that next thing, trying to get to that next thing. But, you know, you want to be able to look back and, and have good memories of the times that you were in a different phase of life. And there is so much good. Yeah, that's, I'm very happy you brought that up because, well, first of all, if my mom's listening to this, hi mom, because I'm in <laughs> But also, um, just she tells me that all the time she's like olivia when was the last time you really sat down and enjoyed a day that you weren't hustling here or there and i think it's hard to know when to stop and say no because yes well someone else is going to take that opportunity if i don't thank you so much for joining my podcast and taking time to talk to me oh my gosh of course thank you for having me i think it's incredible like seeing so many young aspiring like sports broadcasters or journalists like taking opportunity in their own hands, creating podcasts and doing different things like that. Like I could not recommend doing that more. Another thing I would have told my younger self was to like do more of that. I just like didn't know any better. And I think now like you see so many younger, you know, upcoming journalists with access to all the tools that they need to like do that stuff. So keep rocking. I'm so excited to see like what awesome things that you do. And thank you, my lovely listener, for joining me on Where We Belong podcast. Make sure you're following at Where We Belong Pod on Instagram to stay up to date on the next episode, which I promise you will not want to miss a week from today. This is Livy Eisenhower. Don't forget, work hard, be kind to those around you, and have a great week.